ends his final game with a walk-off single. Bases loaded. Two out. Chavez takes a home run and turns it into a double play. All right, welcome to the Ball Club. I'm your host, Joey, here with my co-host, Harry and Austin, coming back for episode four. How are you guys today? Doing well, man. Doing well. Did you see my my tweet yesterday? But one of the best New York sports days uh, in recent memory yesterday, so can't complain too much. It's been a while for us, huh? Hmm. yeah it's always it's always good on, it's always good out in boston with the with boston sports fans so we got mac jones victory <laughs> yesterday with the patriots so. and it sucks we're not going to talk so much about them but, yeah yeah no. so uh, we'll open up the show we'll talk about the uh, nlal kind of the hot news in the uh, streets on that and then we'll go into our predictions so with that being said our predictions for the uh, wild card so with that being said harry if you want to run us through this uh, nail body national league east what's going on over there yeah, thanks, Joey. I it's 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 crazy what's what's happened the past week. So I started off, you know, last week, um, Sunday we started off our series against the Cubs, or the Mets started their series against the Cubs, and we're thinking, all right, let's take advantage of these games. And the Mets get swept by the Cubs. And and MLB Twitter, we talked about last week how toxic MLB Twitter is. You know, you got Frank Fleming, Frank the My Tank, as, as everyone knows him, freaking out. Um, you got Mets fans just kind of going berserk, podcasts, saying some some outlandish stuff about, you know, at least, you know, we'll still make the wild card. And everyone's forgetting that the Mets still up half a game after Tuesday on the Braves, uh, who who also weren't playing their best, their best <laughs> baseball um, last weekend. And so, you know, we, we monitored and the Mets took four in a row against Pittsburgh, which people will say that's what they should do. But, but that's exactly what we needed to see from them, I think, to be a little more confident that they can get this done in the last in the home stretch here. So the Mets right now are a game up on, on the Braves. Uh, they got a series coming up against the Brewers that's going to be really important for both teams. Uh, so that should be a pretty big nail biting series. Um, and I just wanted to mention, you know, as right, right after the Cubs series, I kind of looked at what was going on the past 20 games for, for both teams, the Mets and the Braves. Um, the Mets collectively were 10 and 10 um, after Tuesday, before the Pirates series. They were 10 and 10 in their last 20, and they were batting 255 with a 739 team OPS. Um, statistically to the Braves and to, to, to almost every NL playoff team, they, they were losing in every statistical category. Um, and somehow they were able to stay 10 and 10 and only three worse than those teams. So I, I just say that all to say, you know, we have Marte added, added him to the IL since, since the last 20 games. Um, obviously we were down Scherzer for part of that stretch. Right. So I say all this to say there was a lot going wrong for the Mets. They weren't hitting and the injuries were catching up to them all at the same time, weren't pitching as well. And still to come out 500 from that, I just want to kind of add, you know, a little more of a positive note as we've seen so many, so much negativity going on about the team. I think that's a pretty big positive that they were able to stay together and still maintain a lead in the NL East. Uh, pretty impressive stuff. And we still have, the Mets still have the easiest, you know, uh, schedule out of the Braves and the Cardinals who yeah, going forward, Cardinals, their schedule is definitely easier than the Braves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the Cardinals, you know, are inching. I, 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 I've said it on the pod before. I'm almost as scared of them as I am any other team right now, just from how well they've been playing. Um, but I think the Mets to, to stay ahead of the Braves and to keep their distance with the Cardinals with all of their qualms they've been facing the last uh, 20 games or so is super impressive. I got, got a couple things on the Mets. One is Mac, Max Scherzer's back on track to make his next start, right? Tonight. Okay. I think tonight, uh, you know, we're recording this September 19th. So I think uh, tonight we should see a start from him. Right. This was my, uh, this was my big take with the Mets. And it's not, not really that big, but when you look at their schedule and what's going on, I think they're just in a bad slump. I think they'll come out of it. You know, that happens with teams, especially in baseball. 
but when you're in a race this tight, you cannot lose. You can't drop series to teams like the Nationals and the Cubs, and I feel like that's what's really hurting them right now. So as long as they can get it going forward, I think they'll be fine. The Braves are right there. I, I don't know if the Cardinals are going to be able to come back in time, but I, I still think it's going to be Mets or, Mets or Braves taking the uh, that seed, that number one seed. I, I'm a little bit worried about the Mets personally. Um, but I just think that they need to get healthy for the playoffs as far as like their pitching staff goes. I think that's what might carry them through a series or two. I just don't really trust the inconsistencies in the lineup right now. I really like their stars when they're on. I really think Alonzo and Lindor can lead you in the playoffs, but I mean, there's, I just think the team is so inconsistent right now hitting, like you were saying, rough and Vogelbach are two like glue guys. They're not even hitting 200 right now. Um, I think they'll be good if they can get hot in the playoffs. I think they're a team that nobody wants to play, especially with uh, the Trumpets coming out of the bullpen. But we'll see what happens. They got to get hot. They got to get hot. They're in a big slump right now. They're not playing good. And if the Mets don't play well, they might look at. They might be looking in. Uh, I mean, I don't know. The Braves aren't exactly taking the division right now either, though. So we'll see what happens. It's gonna be an interesting well, last few weeks. Yeah. Well, the right, thing Harry, is, I had a question for you the, actually, if you don't mind, real quick. This this Darren Ruff and Vogelback. So. You have Pete Alonso, who plays first base, could arguably be, arguably be a DH the way he plays first base. And then you pick up Vogelback, who's kind of a similar player, just not as good. What, what was the, the mindset for the Mets of picking up rough, too? Now you have three first basemen on the roster who can all arguably just slot into a DH spot. I just didn't understand what that was. This, this move, Pete has been playing first base. Um, it really hasn't been rough or Vogie starting at, right. at first base on the defensive end. What's really the move was about was about getting DHs and getting pinch hitters that specialized in hitting against lefties and righties. So Vogelback, his batting average, OPS, slugging, everything just skyrockets. He's an all-star player against righties, but not against lefties. Mm -hmm. And rough is the opposite. Where before, you know, this is before they picked them up, that was their mindset. And yes, I agree that they haven't been playing well, or at least they weren't playing well up until this past series. Vogelback, I think, redeemed himself. Uh, I, I would have to check the exact numbers. He did have a good he series. had four, four RBIs, um, batted well against, against, the, uh, against the Pirates pitching staff, which isn't saying much, but it is – it was a crucial moment because, you know, four games ago, I was where Austin is still with the Mets, where I was like super concerned. And I think I'm just a little less concerned after seeing them sweep the, the Pirates in four games. Um, you know, I think that that shows that that they're actually able to that that this series against the Cubs that they lost was just a, a concoction of um, too many injured guys, a them hitting their everybody hitting their slump at the same time pitchers not pit performing well um, everything kind of just hit all at the same time and while you want it to be the opposite of that I'm glad it happened now and not during the playoffs right even though it was right. against the Cubs and and we are concerned that they got swept by the Cubs which I think I pointed this stat out to you guys a team above a team that is 35 games above 500 has hasn't hasn't been swept by a team under 500 since like 1968 that just goes to show you like Jeez. how difficult that feat is by the cubs so yeah that was really concerning don't get me wrong but you know this is what i was thinking on tuesday i was like yeah man this sucks but it's rock bottom but i think it's really after this pirate series that we have to take this into account because we're we're you know as new yorkers we're very recent as far as bias goes um but we got to take a step back, take a chill pill, if you will, and, and just kind of see that, all right, we kind of were able to bounce back and we have some really important series coming up that we can, we, we could easily have no problem with and, and close out the division. Um, it's interesting though, you know, we got the Braves at the end of September. Um, I believe that's the last series of the uh, season. So that could be pretty wild um, coming up in, in early October, late September here. It's going to be a nail-biter for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, you guys want to talk about the Phillies and the Braves? Let's do it. Let's get into that. So, real quick, uh, the ball club's rookie of the year, Spencer Strider, our guy, uh, breaks the fastest 200K record. He did it in 130 innings, so he's the fastest pitcher to get to 200 strikeouts, uh, beating Randy Johnson. So, congrats to him, right? Finger snaps. Finger snaps. Right? Yeah. Finger snaps for our boy. So, the Braves sweep. 
Uh, I think game two went like 15 innings. I was watching it. It was getting wild towards the end. I think they went off an error, but Ozzy Albies out again, slides in the second base, fractures his pinky. So with this, like I normally me as like a, you know, the Braves being my team after the Yankees, I, I really do like the Braves. I'm not really worried. He was playing good, but you just put Grisham back at second base. And it's like, you really skip a beat. I, I mean, obviously I'd like to see Albies still in there, but I'm pretty sure that's a season ending kind of thing. I don't know. What do you guys think? I think it sucks. Ozzy has been like a proven playoff performer for them, right? You don't know how Grisham's going to be. You like having a veteran in the clubhouse and like a solid bat at the top of the lineup. Um, and he's obviously got all that connection with Acuna and the rest of the guys. So he's a big clubhouse guy. But I mean, as far as performance goes, I don't think they skip a huge beat. Ozzy's been out most of the year and they've been playing pretty well anyway. So what do you think, Harrison? Yeah, I mean, I agree with that. It's obviously sucks to lose a performer like that, um, especially one that's proven in the playoffs. But we saw them go through the entire playoffs last year without Acuna, right? So I think um, it speaks to the Braves kind of development, player development and, and what they're able to do um, with their young guys. And hopefully, you know, it's the same with, with Grisham this year and he's able to, to kind of, you know, maintain composure throughout the, throughout the playoffs. So I, I think that it hurts them, but I think that if any team is going to suffer this kind of injury this late in the season, um, I would be almost the least concerned about the Braves, you know, Dodgers as well, probably, but like the Braves would be one of the the least concerned I'd be about, about this, about this situation. They just seem like such a plug and play team. Their, their lineup has like really no holes in it. They're batting Michael Harris mm-hmm. seventh, who we also love on the pod. I mean, they, they literally <laughs> can just plug and play guys. They, they withstood losing Acuna last year. And they won a World Series. They they went out and they got three outfielders and they made them into one Acuna. Their 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 team is unbelievable. It's, it's yeah, they're smart smartest uh, organization in baseball, in my opinion. So yeah, it's it's ridiculous and, what they've been able to do. They literally plugged out Acuna and they brought in Jorge Soler and uh, and Eddie Jock. Rosario last year and Jock, and then they started winning games. It just uh, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, it fucking sucks because as a Mets yeah. fan, obviously you never <laughs> want to see that. But but can I just say one thing? Because I think Joey, you mentioned Spencer Strider is our you know, I think last week we all agreed he was our rookie of the year, but I was doing some, some late, you know, going through some numbers as I like to do sometimes with Michael Harris, man, this guy, he's been batting 1.209 OPS, which is absolutely wild. Um, This was, this was 20 games. Yeah. This was a 20 game stretch um, as of Tuesday, as of last Tuesday, but Dude, what this guy's doing is absolutely insane. Unreal. Uh, um, at, at, at seventh, at seventh, like uh, Austin mentioned, he's batting seventh. Um, he's their best player and maybe the best batter in baseball right now, which is wild as a rookie. So I think odds have updated. If you're trying to get good odds on Michael Harris, I'd get them now. If, you know, I still think it's Strider by a hair, you know, because Strider hasn't skipped a beat either, but just wanted to bring that up. If you know, you're listening and you're thinking, you know, maybe Michael Harris has a shot, the odds are getting worse or better and better for him, which means your payout's getting worse and worse. So if you're going to jump on that, I would jump on that soon before, you know, the, the script flips because he's, he's doing some historic things, mm-hmm. historic yeah, things. Stuff. Yeah. So those Braves, man, those Braves. Still up one, baby. Still Still up one. (laughs) Still up for now. So the Phillies, I wanted to bring them up really quick uh, just because I I did watch a little bit of this series. So, okay, they're still in the wild card. They're 12 back from first. So I wouldn't wouldn't stress about, you know, them jumping the Mets or the Braves too late now. But imagine if their offense gets going all at once. You know, you got Schwarber, Harper, you know, Baum is good. Hoskins is good offensively. And uh, Gene Segura like if you get all these guys going at once that's a dangerous playoff team I still don't think that their pitching their starting pitching hasn't been as good as it was projected to be and their bullpen has just never really been there for the last couple of years so I, I don't really think that they can make it far but they could be a threat in the wild card if all those guys are going off what do you guys think about that I think they need to go spend money on pitching next year they need a sure bullpen, bullpen. For sure. the bullpen right. is absolutely atrocious their start their starting line's not bad Right, they um, got to sharp that bullpen. The bats, yeah, they. But that's the thing. They if they all get going at the same time, we thought this was going to be like a historical offense this year. They just weren't going to be able to pitch. They haven't been that great. They, right. I mean, Schwarber's hitting bombs. Bryce has been hurt a lot of the year. Um, big name that I think is going to be a lot better next year. And of course, I got to give a shout out to my Vegas boys, is Bryson. 
Bryson. Yeah, Stott. we love Bryson Stott on here. So yeah, we absolutely love Bryson Stott on the pod. Shout out to Bryson. And Bryson's actually been hitting statistically as a shortstop, like top five shortstop since the All-Star break. He's been playing which, defense. Which is ridiculous. Well, and he plays needed. great defense. Um, he started off so abysmal. He was batting like sub 200, but now I think he's up in like 240s. He's hitting bombs. He's taking, I think he, who did he, he took like a big time pitcher deep. I know he hits off Scherzer really well, which is ridiculous. Um, but I think that lineup in general is just a really good lineup. Um, now to the lineup, to add to that, I saw these stats on Twitter and I wanted to bring it up to you guys. So Brandon Marsh, not somebody you're really thinking about too much, plays great defense in the outfield, was traded from the Angels to the Phillies. Um, as an Angel, his batting average was 226. His OBP was 284. His OPS was 637. As a Philly, he's, his batting average 296. OBP is 313 and OPS is 782. So they're definitely doing something right over there with him. And then he's also been great since the deadline. I want to give this uh, this Twitter handle a shout. Philly's Muse, I saw this on Twitter, had a uh, Brandon Marsh versus Juan Soto uh, since the deadline. Brandon Marsh is beating Juan Soto in every category except OVP. Mm-hmm. Every category. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's not like, going to cost $300 million this offseason. No, definitely not. Yeah. I think he's still under contract. But regardless, I just thought that that was when – you, when you look at how good that trade has been for the Phillies – I, don't, I really don't even remember who they gave up for him. But when you have a guy producing like that towards the bottom of the lineup, and he's playing phenomenal defense, which we all know the Phillies need. That's that's a good pickup. They're winning yeah. that trade. Let's not. I mean, yeah, I, I agree. To, I agree totally. I'm not like, saying Brandon Marsh is going to be better than Soto for the rest of his life. But I'm just saying right now it's Brandon right Marsh. Right now is it's like a good pickup for them. For yeah, totally agree. Totally agree. I just wanted to give I, Brandon know, Marsh some props. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel, I feel that. I, you know, I just want to be careful about, you know, Soto's been having a rough like twenty game stretch. We talk about, you know, this is just something that happens in baseball. It's not like basketball um, or football where the same guys, you know, are performing day in, like like stars are performing day in day out. Like doesn't matter who they're playing against. Doesn't matter what the situation is. They're going to get theirs. Like that's not the same in baseball. Baseball, the best players go through slumps. Um, so I just want to, you know, while Soto's my, Soto's my guy kind of, so, so I just want to make sure that, that we're not trashing on him too hard because I'm no, sure he'll come not. back in a big He's way next year. I'll trash but, on him too hard. <laughs> <laughs> All that just talk about how they're now, no one's going to want to face that team. I, I can't get over that. That, that team was just so cocky before they even did anything. And Soto was a big part of that. You got to step up and produce. You want you turn down a five hundred million dollar deal from the Nationals. I think it's four hundred twenty five million dollars. You got to produce, dude. You can't be hitting two hundred in a slump and be hitting sub two fifty on the year. I'm just, I don't know. Yeah, you guys nowadays the they want these massive contracts nowadays, but I got to see a little bit better right now. He's not playing. He's not playing to his standard. He's too good of a hitter to be playing the way he's playing. You got to look at the Padres and say, okay, like they made the right moves. Like they went all out at the deadline. And it's right. just been disappointing since. So well, we talk so much about the Braves being an organization where guys just plug and play, but the, the Padres seem to be an organization where guys come in and they don't play to their standard. Right. I don't think the Padres even have anybody in their lineup from their system, if I'm not mistaken. So they, you know, they've worked sheerly through trades and free agency. Yeah. I don't think you build culture in, that way. You know, you're in San Diego. There's, there's distractions, right? Like this, <laughs> this is a, we're talking about playing in San Diego versus playing in Atlanta. No offense to my Atlanta brothers and sisters out there, but you know, it's right. just not the same ball game when you got a player going from Washington, D.C. to San Diego. I think his, you know, mindset might be a little more different, a little more relaxed down there in San Diego and a little more nonchalant. So I think right. that's got to be part of it as well. Like like the, the team, to your point, has to figure out a way to motivate their guys, because right now we're you know, we were speaking before the pod. This is not a lock for them to make the playoffs. No, um, if they don't make the playoffs yeah. with this lineup, that is a fucking problem that is right it. and we'll go through that real quick so just a little bit of standings update so st louis is five back from the Braves, six from the mets it's very possible that they can sneak into that first seed i i don't see the braves and the mets giving up first seed i mean st louis is really good we agree on that but it took them a while to get going so i still think that they're a wild card team that could be extremely dangerous in the wild card mm-hmm. yeah and then after that the brewers are two games back from philly and two and a half from the padres so the, the brewers can definitely sneak in here they can definitely get ahead of, of Philly and San Diego. They, you know, I don't know. I haven't looked at their schedule. I know they're playing the Mets coming up, which is no easy feat, but they can get in there if they want. No, it isn't. No, it isn't. And can I just say real quick on St. Louis, like, yeah, this has been so like between that and Aaron judge going for 60 yesterday, like 
and and Pujols, you know, he had they had a double header on Saturday and then play obviously playing yesterday as well. Like watching that, like with football going on, like I don't know, like yesterday was just so freaking awesome from a sports standpoint and following uh Pujols and not just Pujols, but following him to 700. And then you also got you also got um you know, Yachty and Wayno doing their thing. I think it was their 325th game together, which is insane. That's just an insane number for a pitcher and a catcher. Um, and yeah. yeah, it's just been so fun. And and their young guys, Goldschmidt still producing. I don't think he's going to, you know, we were on triple crown watch with him and I don't think he's going to get it. I, you know, Freeman's kind of running away with the batting title right now. Um, but it's tough company. It, yeah, it's tough. It's tough, but I mean, he's still the best player in the NL, I think bar none. And, you know, they're, they're doing some crazy things and, and they're just a team like with their veteran pedigree, with their history, what they've been able to do in the playoffs, you know, some personal history with the Mets as well might be playing into this, but it's just a team that I would not want to play. And this is why we spoke about how good the Phillies could be in a wild card setting. This is why the Mets cannot fall to the, to be in the wild card. This is why the Braves have to take ownership of the NL East. No, you do not want to be in the wild card in the in the National League. Yes, yeah, so in the wild, wild card race for sure. You yeah. just don't want to play the Cardinals in a play. In a, <laughs> oh, definitely not. Wild card saying. I'm telling you, I don't right want to play like, the Phillies. Maybe either, I don't though. trust their starting pitchers so much. Yeah, yeah. I maybe don't trust the Cardinals like top end starters so much. They don't have like a super ace this year like all the other teams might have. But that bullpen is so scary. You get to the bullpen. Oh my gosh, you got to go with you got to go against all these guys that are throwing 102 miles an hour. Helsey looked absolutely disgusting the other night. You got to go against uh, Hicks. Like these guys are just throwing gas out of the bullpen, and that and that lineup is just it's so consistent up and down the uh, up and down the lineup, uh, led by Paul Goldschmidt. So that's not a team that you want to play in any setting. I don't think. I agree. And real quick, just before we jump off the Cardinals, little Pujols tracker. He is at 698 home runs. So if I was a betting man, I'd put that he's going to get that 700 for sure. He'll get to it. He's been so clutch too. It's, it seems like every home run he's been hitting has been just an amazing home run. And big shout out to the Cardinals podcast too, because not the podcast. My apologies. Their broadcast. They've been so energized. They've been so behind Albert this whole time. It really seems like they're putting their full effort into every home run, trying to make it a special moment. So it's been a lot of fun to watch that. Yeah, I agree. I, yeah, I haven't and looked. So not much a more respected. His... Please keep going here. No, I was going to say, I, I haven't been looking at his stats so much or like too much, but I know he's been batting really well. Pujols just other than hitting home runs, like he's been super clutch, like getting RBIs, like where RBIs are needed. You know, I just watching, obviously I've been watching like almost every at bat anticipating these home runs, but like, you know, he even hit a double in the gap to like put the Cardinals up um, in their game Saturday, like either Friday or Saturday night that I was like, wow, that was just great piece of hitting, like from a guy that's, you know, in probably his last year. Um, yeah. I just wanted to point that out. He's just been doing everything for them. He's been a real impact for sure. It's been so weird to me too, because I feel like he's getting a send off, but it just doesn't seem like it's been the type of send off a player like him deserves. To me, he's a top 10 player ever. He was the most dominant player for a 15 year stretch. He was incredible. He's not getting the send off that Poppy got. And I'm a huge David Ortiz guy, but he's not getting the send off that he got. And he's, he's definitely not getting the one that Jeter got. Well, is he retiring? Has he said he's retired? I think he wants to come back. I think he's not year. done. I, I'm pretty sure he's done. I, I could be wrong. I mean, I, I from my understanding, they, they've made it seem like this is his last year, like he's done. He's been playing 20 but years. I don't know if he's time. made like a formal announcement. Right. I think it's time to. I think if he gets a 700, he will be done. If not, right. he might come back and then hit 700 and be done. And then bounce. <laughs> to my understanding, he's done. So. We'll see. Let's see. You guys want to get into the AL? Yeah, let's, let's do, do it. it. All right. I got a lot of Yankee stuff here. I got to unpack this, and I want you guys' takes on it. So the Yankees just lost two out of three to the Brewers. All three games – well, they won the last game, but the first two games are games they should have won. The Yankees were really hot pitching and offense at the beginning of the year. Then it was, okay, the pitching is not doing too hot. And then it's the offense is, like, completely ghost. And now it's kind of the pitching is back to where it was – or is not as good and the hitting is good. Their trade deadline is not really working out for them. Uh, I'm hoping they can maintain this lead. I think they're up five and a half right now in Toronto. So with 17 games left in the way Judge is playing, it, it seems realistic. Their schedule is pretty easy the rest of the way. We have the Pirates and the Red Sox coming up. So they should be able to maintain this. Just a couple updates from their trade deadline. So Harrison Bader, he's been playing in rehab games. He's supposed to come back against the Red Sox. Rizzo came back yesterday and had, a, had himself a game against the Brewers. Had a home run and I think two singles. 
Severino is supposed to be rejoining the team next week. Still nothing on Benatendi and Carpenter, who are huge pieces for the Yankees. I don't see them returning. It's possible, but as of late, it doesn't look that way. Frankie Montas has been awful, and he just got an MRI after Friday's game. I don't think it's anything too serious, but I, I still – there's a lot of talk about who's, who's the Yankees' rotation right now in the playoffs. And if you look at Garrett Cole's last game against Milwaukee, where he just gives up home run after home run after home run, and this is something we've been seeing from Garrett Cole all year, where he hasn't been good, I think they're, he's going to be the number one starter in the playoffs. Yeah, he's, he's fell off. He's going to be the number one starter in the playoffs, and I hate that because I'm one of those where I don't care how much you're getting paid. Whatever you're, whatever you're doing should decide. So I think the, the Yankees need to put some trust in Nestor Cortez and, and get Cole out of I, – I know it would mess with Cole, but can we really afford to just lose games with Cole on the mound right now? It's, it's not I think good. They've got Montas slotted in as number two, don't they? And they it was yeah, it was it was Cole, Severino, or Montas, but Montas at this point doesn't even look like he can yeah. be a starter in the playoffs. It's they, you know, no, it, he looks terrible. Stuff. Yeah, they have to hope that Severino comes back looking good, which he's looked good in his rehab, and you have to hope it's Cole, Severino, Cortez. But like I said, I don't even trust Cole in a number one game right now. Yeah, really? yeah I mean. Yeah, go I don't know if I trust him either. He hasn't been, I mean, he's been, he hasn't been as good as he has been, but I still think he's got to be the number one guy. I think a lot of teams still wanted a Garrett Cole on there, but he's been giving up a lot of home runs this year. Hasn't it is. I think he's just leaving fastballs. He's leaving fastballs up in the zone and he's just, it, typically when he's on, he's down in the zone. He's burying you with, with, he's going, you know, slider, slider, fastball up in the zone. But now it just seems like he's leaving stuff up and guys are taking him deep. I saw Wong take him deep the other day. Yeah. Wong um, took him. He just has not looked like himself, man. He just has not looked that good. No, and then and even more serious than the starting pitching is the bullpen's been pretty good, but we don't have a set closer right now because Chapman can't be trusted. Clay Holmes has been awful since the All-Star break, awful since his IL return. There's conversation about who the Yankees could put in, but I think if the Yankees are going to make a move on a closer, they have to start putting somebody in there to get reps. And I think the guy is Jonathan Lewisica. He's been better as of late, still not where he was last year. I kind of liked uh, Scott Efros in that spot, but he's hurt. He's supposed to be coming back this homestand, so maybe him or Lou Trevino can kind of make that jump into the uh, closer role. But I don't think you can go into a playoff series right now with Chapman and or Holmes as your closer. I, I think that's a recipe for disaster if you do that. Yeah, yeah. Let me let me say, you know, on behalf of the Mets organization, and I'm sure Austin can attest from from the <laughs> Red Sox. This, the this is this is this this is a lot of fun. Okay, this is this is great. <laughs> Um, the me. Yankees, the Yankees mm-hmm. have fallen off a cliff, um, fallen off their high horse, high horses, if you will, from the beginning of the season when uh, they were quote quote unquote the best team in baseball, um, which was you know I'm no that's not even they, they, they weren't even just that they were apparently at the, at the before the All Star break the greatest team to ever grace the baseball field according to Yankees Correct. fans this team the greatest team of all time. Yeah, but yeah, no, and that's every, just that's so you know, like looking at the roster, I never thought that, but when you saw how they were producing, it was kind but of. But if true, you looked you know? at Yankees Twitter, you would have thought this is the greatest team of all time. They might Since win 150 bread. games this year. They might not even lose 10 <laughs> games. They're the greatest team of all time. They got Matt, Maddie Coppinger. He's the greatest player of all time. No, he is. We're not that. <laughs> the mustache man too, and you know we know how Austin applauds the mustache, and and it doesn't even matter. It doesn't even matter. Carpenter. All right, you guys have to say Carpenter was having an amazing season before his injury. So especially with the role he was playing he okay. was he but, was definitely so it was unreal real real quick though i just you know just looking at the at the schedule and the standings the blue jays are five and a half back on the yankees what's interesting is that the yankees so the yankees got to do work this the, the yankees just got to destroy they the have pirates to sweep and the, the red sox yeah. yeah i mean there's two game sweep and then they got to win i would say at least two probably three out of four against the red sox this red sox team is not not good as we know so they got to win because right after that they got guess who the blue jays right. in a three-game series and then they play um, tampa i think after i that, would right? oh, it would be no they play they don't play tampa again um they they play the orioles after that and then the texas rangers to end the season mm. this this would be so fantastic if the yankees had to play in the wild card game after all of this this would be so it. awesome the orioles <laughs> Have been, uh, you know, as we know, they've been a good, they've been a good team. They could definitely take two of three from the Yanks. Let's not get Rangers crazy. have been Let's solid. They Rangers have been, Rangers just got eliminated. They, Math, they have not been solid. Yeah, but no, the Rangers have not been solid. But they, but they can, but but they can win a couple of games against the Yankees. I wouldn't be shocked. They're not the worst team in, in baseball by any means. So the the Jays do have they have the Phillies, then they have the Rays, and then the Yankees. So that's a tough stretch. 
for the Blue Jays. But if they could somehow slip um, into that one spot, man, that would just be oh, that would just be music to my ears, man. Music um, to your ears, not for mine. It's, it's 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 possible. It's possible. No, I just think the Yankees have a lot to figure out before before any postseason. Like they need to see You're if Harrison Bader can produce. They need they need a closer with the record. Is too distracted with this judge home run record, man. He's gonna they're break it. Him uh, at fir- he's gonna break okay. it. All right, he's gonna break it, and they're, they're gonna break themselves in the in the process. So <laughs> he hit and then two he's home runs in the offseason. Yeah, and then Stop. he's gonna come to the Mets in the offseason. I would be concerned. Here's my thing: if they let it get within three games going into that Blue Jays set, I think they lose the division. I really do. I, I, I think, think the they're Blue gonna, Jays gonna take at least. I think the Blue Jays might sweep them. The Blue no. Jays are. I think a better team than the Yankees right now. So they haven't we'll been showing the, it all the year. They're projected to win. The, I don't even uh, think, you know, the East, but they're they projected. Been... Well, yeah, they were, that's another team that crowned themselves before the season started. But oh, yeah. as of right now, I think they're a better team right now than the Yankees. I think the Yankees are relying way too much on judge. We've talked so, about really this quick to judge, but... to Aaron judge. And we'll, we'll get into this more in the off season. I'm sure we'll do a free agent landing episode, but there, I'm going to tie this in with the Aaron Hicks thing, which we'll talk about. But right now, Judge is 59 home runs. I think he's definitely going to break the 61. What was there, 17 games left for the Yankees? Like, I think he's got that in the bag, especially the way he's been playing. I mean, he's he's going for the triple crown right now. So I don't see him missing that. You know, he did say that the Red Sox are the greatest fan base in baseball. So. Stop. No, he didn't. It's not. Well, first of all, it's not. basically what he so. said. <laughs> he's got that short porch and right to, uh, to look forward to. Um, so something about Judge – I just, uh, I just want to talk about, and this ties into Aaron Hicks, who I'm not a fan of. So Aaron Hicks had an interview. I don't even know who it was with, but his quote was, as of right now, I feel the more I play, the better I'm going to play. That's not what's going on right now. Things are tough in New York. If they feel the, if they feel this isn't the right fit for me, that's their call. If I do go to another team, I know I can help them win. Joey Gallo started to play better with the Dodgers, and I saw on a podcast, which I think was R2C2, CC Spathia's podcast, that Dave Roberts played a big part of that uh, with him wanting to get the most out of his players, Hicks said. So to me, that's a big dig at the organization. If you look at Hicks this year, he's having a terrible year. He's had, per baseball reference, uh, 420 plate appearances, 120 games. He has seven home runs. His batting average is 216, and his OPS is 635. He's been miserable to watch in the outfield, miserable completely. He hasn't been a good player. He's been playing all year. The Yankees have been putting him in the lineup every day. They took the starting job away from him when Benintendi came over, but now that Benintendi's hurt, he's been playing a lot of left field. There's a lot of discussion about who's going to play left field. I'm assuming when Harrison Bader comes back, it's going to be Oswaldo Cabrera, and Hicks is going to see himself back to the bench because he's been that miserable. But when you see a quote like that from a player, that's concerning to me, and I'll I'll tell you why. Because as a Yankees fan, lately I I hate the way the organization's been ran. They called up Oswaldo Peraza, who's played, I think, three or four games. He's one of the Yankees' top prospects. He's a great shortstop. He plays better defense than IKF, and they're still running IKF out there, and he's still making errors. And they call him up, and they put him in his first at-bat in the 9 nothing game. Like, how disrespectful is that for one of your top prospects in the ninth inning to put him up at-bat when you're down by nine or eight points, whatever it was? Then if you look at their organization as a whole, it just seems like they do the analytics thing wrong. For a while, they were out on lefty bats when they have the shortest right field porch at any stadium. They weren't big on stealing bases. Now it seems like they learned from their mistakes a little bit. They picked up lefty bats. They steal bases a lot now, which I like. Uh, but I just think they mishandle prospects completely. They bury guys in the system. You don't see any of their prospects come up until they're way older. If you look at the trades that they've made, J.P. Sears, Ken Waldachuk, Hayden Wesneski, um, last year when they traded for Joey, Joey Gallo, it was Ezekiel Duran and Josh, Josh Smith and one other player. They're all up in the, in the major leagues now. And these are guys that the Yankees would have continued to bury in the system. So I think that they're too worried about service time. They're not giving their prospects a real chance. And I think the organization has some problems. If you have a guy, I mean, granted, Aaron Hicks has been terrible. He's been hurt every year for like the past almost four years. His contract extension looked good at the time, but right now his extension looks terrible. You have to wonder, is that something that other players are thinking where the Yankees aren't getting the most out of their players? And if the Yankees miss the playoffs this year, which I'd be shocked, but if they lose another ALCS to the Astros or if they don't make it past the DS, do you want to come back if you're Aaron Judge? Obviously, as a Yankees fan, I want him back. But you have to ask yourself, would, would he want to come back to this team? He already turned down a $30 million a year contract. 
Yeah, I don't know about the top-down leadership. It just seems like Boone doesn't have the the full respect of the guys. I think he peaked at the my guys are savages in the box, right? And then he went down after. And it just seems like after that, the guys just stopped respecting him. You know, it almost seems like it's like a the team is run off of the New York Yankees culture. The you know the idea of being the New York Yankees, this great all-time great baseball team, this all-time great organization, doesn't really seem like Judge is fully invested. Even though he's having this amazing season, he's been making a lot of comments about you know testing free agency he's liking other teams and I, I don't know I made that joke about the Red Sox but do you make that comment as a rival of the Red Sox going into the playoffs with the historically great I, season I, I for sure doesn't make sense we'll to get me. into it more in the offseason I don't see him going to the Red Sox I don't think the Red Sox are going to shell no. out that much um but you know they you have, have 100 million dollars to spend but. right will the Dodgers do it will the will the Giants like you know the Angels are selling so I doubt they'll do anything but there's other teams out there that will pay for judge and I know the Yankees will too it's just He's commanding a huge contract right now. If the Dodgers sign him, I'm, I'm never going to watch baseball again. <laughs> Dodgers are just going to be super <laughs> tough. Also, and we'll never watch I didn't even mention the Mets, you know, the, Mets have the, most, the Mets have the most money in the league. And, you know, there's, you know, judges yeah, and players to be had got, for sure. Because instead of going Stevie. out and getting a star pitcher uh, for our bullpen, we went out and got Daniel Vogel back and Darren Ruff and Tyler Nathan. <laughs> like, we're not, Vogel back. we're not spending Vogel money. Back. We're not spending money. But no, like, dude, like you're 100% in the right to be as concerned as you are. And again, like we've talked, I'm super happy about this. This is great um, <laughs> that the Yankees fans are so concerned because guess what? Like that was trouble. the Mets for my entire life until uncle Stevie came and bought the team. Right. That was literally the Mets, the entire uh, entirety of my fandom. That's the Knicks too. The Knicks are like that. Players cannot handle pressure in New York. If you do not have the management to take care of them and make sure that, you know, their hands are held and, and that they're getting everything that they need to be successful, not only on the field, but outside of the field in, in this environment that only people from New York are really used to. It's, it's tough for them. And Aaron Hicks, while I think that's kind of a soft comment to make, if you're Aaron Hicks, I think so. Um, he's a hundred percent right that you see all these guys, JD Davis was doing it for a second with the giants when he went over there. Uh, to San Francisco, where he was all of a sudden, you know, hitting again, hitting home runs, um, and and all that nonsense. Um, it's it's just a different animal playing in New York. And this team, the Yankees, we talked about it a little bit. If they didn't have Aaron Judge, I think they they maybe don't even make the playoffs, which is wild for yeah. one player to take you from not making the, the playoffs to being the second best team in in the AL record wise. Uh, so that's, that's wild. And yeah, I think as a Yankees fan, as the Yankees organization, as management, you got to be extremely concerned about what Aaron judge is going to do. I don't know about the comment. You know, I think Aaron judge is, is a, a personal, a personable guy. I think he might've just been saying that, you know, no, I'm talking about the Aaron, Hicks, the Aaron Hicks comment. Oh, the Aaron Hicks yeah. comment. You gotta yeah, be concerned I mean, with that. I'd be concerned with that from a standpoint of not from so much as what Aaron Hicks thinks as what does, is this a reflection on our entire organization? Right. And right. Yeah, no, hundred yeah. percent. Is, is, is he saying what the rest of the clubhouse thinks? Is it permeated right. throughout the locker room? Because right. a guy doesn't just say that. Yes. Despite he, is he, is yeah. he the, is now he the outcast in the locker room or is he, a, is he right. a no, guy that I think, like, I think this is the problem. I think it's a pervasive he's speaking problem. out for them. Well, here's my Maybe problem he knows is he's out the door and now he's saying what they're all thinking. Here's 100%. my problem is Aaron Hicks is a terrible player. Like he has no business saying that. And for him to, to say that is first of all, what team would even want Aaron Hicks? Like he's owed his, his contract isn't that big a deal. It's like 10 million a year, but who would want Aaron Hicks? He's been awful. So for him to say, oh, if I went to another organization and I had a basically what he's saying is if I had a manager that invested time into me, I'd be a lot better. Well, he's had run. It's not like he hasn't had run. He's been playing all year. So he's had plenty of opportunities to fix himself and he hasn't done it. So for him to make that comment, I think is weak on his part as well. But like I said, I, I worry, is this, you know, are other players on the team thinking this or is this just Aaron Hicks? Because yeah. I'm not a big Aaron Boone guy. Like, I, you know, I don't think there's really too many managers out there that I would have liked over him. I'm not really sure, but. Look, Aaron this Boone is not excuse, been the best man. manager. This is an excuse on Hicks's part, right? This is him bailing himself out of of batting two sixteen OPS or whatever, awful the, season, two sixteen average, and and you know under a set six hundred OPS or whatever it is, he's been having an off under seven hundred on the OPS, right? So 
This is an excuse from him. Julius Randle did the same shit on the Knicks last year where he had an all-star season the year before. And I'm not saying Hicks had an all-star season the year no, before, but you got a player with pedigree, an athlete with pedigree that did something good that got this huge, you know, contract and now is performing bad. And at the end of the day, like, all right, maybe it is having to do with how the team is treating him, but it's also, you got to be a little concerned when half the time this shit is just because, yeah, like I got my contract, I got my, my pay, and now I'm going to stop working hard. So right. and I'm not, I'm, I'm also thinking handle. that with Hicks too. Guys just can't handle the big pressure of the big cities. I truly think that it is a completely different animal. If you live in LA or you live in San Diego where you're not the main attraction, you know, the, what are the, the Dodgers are a great team. They're one of the best teams in baseball. They're probably the best team in baseball. Wins. They're not even the third or fourth biggest attraction in LA. When you go to New York, the Yankees are that attraction. When you go to Boston, the Red Sox are that attraction. You, you can't have a soft mindset. You kind of have to be a guy, and I like that Harry brought up basketball. You kind of have to have like a Jason Tatum almost mindset where he's such a relaxed, chill guy. He kind of rolls with the punches. You kind of have to have that mindset when you play in a big city because you're going to take the punches. Even the greatest players take the punches. Pajari used to get torn up in Boston on, on the radio, and Pajari is one of the most beloved Red Sox players ever. So right. I just don't think Aaron Hicks is the type of guy that, that lasts in New York. Good riddance, go play in Washington where nobody has any expectations. If they can even trade him there, I think Washington would want him. Yeah, his ceiling, even when he plays well, is maybe a 250 hitter with maybe 15, maybe, 20 bombs. Maybe, right. At, and, and, at yeah. best. So right. have fun playing in your terrible city where nobody cares about you and you play the playoffs maybe once every 10 years because that's what you're going to deserve right. when, you get, when you make those kind of comments, that's the type of place you deserve to play and go play for Pittsburgh where no one wants you. Now, real quick, I just have two more things on the Yankees real quick, and we'll move on. If Josh Donaldson's been getting hot, I like that because he's been awful all year. And if he can maintain this before the playoffs and, and be a factor in the playoffs, that'd be huge. I was not a fan of the Donaldson IKF trade. I'm still not a fan of it. I would have rather have had Gio Urshela and just offloaded Gary Sanchez somewhere else. But you call up Peraza, who's one of your top prospects. They're not treating him like top prospect. He's been riding the bench. Like, that's got to be killing his development. And not only that, he's shown in the games he's played, he could be good. Like he's played good defense. He had a three for three game. Like he's hit the opposite field. Like he's a good player and he's young. I feel like they should really be giving him a shot right now because yeah, IKF's bat is, you know, decent. It's hot at sometimes it's really low at other times, but he makes good contact. But if you look at it, IKF's defense, no matter what the statistics are telling you, and no matter how many times Aaron Boone says he's a top defensive shortstop, he's not. If you actually watch a game, he's not a defensive shortstop. He's a third baseman that the Yankees made play shortstop. He should be at third base. So, but to just add some positivity for my Yankees people, because I'm a diehard Yankees guy. If you look at what's coming back, if Harrison Bader is good, if Severino is good, um, I think Efros is going to be fine when he comes back. If we're lucky and we get Ben Attendee back, I think we, we, were, we are a real threat in the playoffs. So that's where I'm going to end with the Yankees. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we haven't shown. No, we're running out of time here, of, so let's. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say we here. haven't shown a lot of love to the other AL teams. I just wanted to just bring. <clears> up sorry, I had to go off while. my Yankee. Right? Yeah, yeah, we're, I, we're we're running short on time, but let's move over to the AL Central, and uh, I'm gonna yeah. take the AL Central guys. Yeah. Uh, let's do it. I don't think the Twins are in this anymore. They're a major disappointment. They're out of it. Correa hasn't been that guy that you expect him to be. He's been good, but I, I have a pretty interesting stat here, and this might sound a little bit biased coming from a Red Sox fan, but. Correa's hitting 283, 21 bombs. He's got a 4.9 war. We all love Correa. We talk about how his war might be a little bit inflated. He's Because of his defensive stats, we say he's one of the best defensive players in baseball. Xander Bogarts, who isn't demanding $300 million, who who is my guy, who I think is the best shortstop in baseball. He has the best war for any shortstop in baseball, 5.7 war. He's hitting 316. That would put him either one or two in batting, batting average in the American League. He's only got 14 bombs this year. The, the stats are down, but I don't see it with Carlos Correa as being this $300 million player. I know that he opted out. He's going to probably opt out and try to take another contract this year. What did he sign for three years, 90 million? Right. Something like um, that. He's probably going to opt out and take a big deal this year. Do we see this guy be a $300 million player? Do the twins give him that money and, and tell him that, Hey, we're going to build around you and you're our guy. Cause that's the type of money that he's demanding right now. I mean, the twins have a team. Like there, it wouldn't even be building around Correa. Like if you look at the moves that they made, they do have a yeah, team, but they're just you, not you give a guy $300 million. That's you saying we're all in on you. We're right. going to build on, we're going to build our organization around you. We trust you to be our guy. He's a great guy. He's a good lot. shortstop. You want, you want to have a great shortstop in the middle of your lineup, but I don't think that he's worth that money. And I, and I, I did not think he was worth that in Houston. And you kind of see that now the, the Astros are, 
the best team in the AL right now by a country mile. And they just lost Correa, who's apparently a $300 million guy. There's only maybe 10 guys in the league that are that. He's not a top 10 player in the league. And I don't think that the Twins think that either. Byron Buxton, everyone's crowned him as the next Mike Trout. The guy's been hurt all a lot of the year. He's having one of his most played years this year, but he still only has 82 at-bats this year. He's hitting 220. Yeah, he hits the 28 bombs. He's been an all-star. But I think Minnesota – I just don't think that they're that good. This, they're not in the, the race for me. It's To me, I think the White Sox are actually going to take the division, believe it or not. They're only three games out right now. I, I, that might be a, a hot take. But I would I like for the White Sox to Cleveland. take it. I, I don't see the Guardians giving it up right now. They're playing good baseball. Yeah. No, I, the I Twins are definitely out, in my opinion. Just, bit, just off the fact that the White Sox are getting hot at the right time right now, and they seem to be getting healthier at the right time right now. They're, they've been putting up 10, 13, 12 runs. They've been winning a lot of their recent games. They have some sets against each other. Um, let me look at this real quick. Cease is solidifying further why he should be even closer in that candidacy for, for Cy Young as well. I agree. Cease. Every time he goes out there, he's just absolutely shoving right now. Yeah. Um, they've been putting Real- up runs, man. They 11 runs in this game. They beat the, they actually beat the Guardians in the last game that they played 8-2. to two. Um, They put up 10 runs, 14 runs, 9 runs. Their offense is no joke. It just seems like the White Sox are – Again, we kind of talked about the Cardinals being a team that you don't want to play uh, just because they have a deep lineup. The White Sox have a really deep lineup. If they're healthy and they don't even have – e- I don't even believe they have Eloy right now. Um, they're they're a hot lineup that I don't really want to play. I think the Tim White Anderson Sox should be coming division. back I don't well. trust – I don't trust – yeah, Tim Anderson's coming back. I just don't trust in – I don't trust in the Guardians. I think that they're pretty fra- – I think they're fraudulent. I don't think – I think they're Ooh. a product of a poor division this year. And I think the Guardians get swept out of the playoffs if they make the playoffs. I don't trust them. I mean, I personally don't think the White Sox win in the playoffs either. But if, you're, if there's a team that I would not want to play as a team in the AL, if I'm the Yankees and I got to play a wild card team, I would much rather play the Guardians than the White Sox. So to me, I think the White Sox catch them. They're only three games out right now. And it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I like the Guardians. I think the Guardians are going to hold it. Their offense has been really good. Real quick on the, uh, we'll see, we on got the Correa. Three-game the- set right now, so – yeah, we'll see. There you go. Real quick on the Correa on the Correa point is that um, I don't think Minnesota is going to sign. To your point, Austin, like I don't think Minnesota is going to sign into that money at all. I think that's the job of you know the the bigger market teams to be able to that are able to just spend money that's you know with 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 uh, that uh, nobody's business. That's nobody's. But what business, what right? big market team like, is going to take them? Because look, the Mets have a shortstop. The Yankees no, are, I don't, are I'm not, not sure. Going after I'm not time. sure, but it's. I'm saying right, it's right. not going to be. I'm not saying I know which team it's going to be. I'm saying that the Twins are not going to sign him to to 300 million. If they do, that is no. Wild. I don't think it'll be the Twins. Yeah, that is wild because yeah. they do not. But that's what he was not a, he's not a, Yeah, no, no. I'm sure he's demanding that in general, but he's not getting that from the Twins. Is my point. Like, there's like I. If he does, like, I think that's just like that's the type of thing that ruins your organization for for years. That's a Josh Hamilton-esque contract with the Angels, yeah. in my yeah. opinion. I just don't think he's worth it. He, to me, he's the big story in Minnesota because he's their, their he's their guy, he's their star. And Buxton hasn't been hasn't been that healthy this year. He's played the most games he's played in two years, but he hasn't. He's only had three hundred play appearances. So we'll see. As we'll I said, I I think the White Sox are the best team in the division. The Guardians have been pretty good. They got good pitching. I mean, I really like I like, really like uh, Bieber at the top of their, uh, and I like McKenzie as well, but. It's another team where their lineup is really just essentially, you know, maybe two or three guys that hit really well. The rest of the guys are just glue guys. And the White Sox are the type of team that can put 15 on you. So I trust the White Sox a little bit more. I like Dylan Cease at the top more than I like Bieber at the top. And with this three-game set coming up tomorrow, actually, tomorrow through the 22nd, they're going to play three games. And that might – I think that determines the division. Because then the White Sox come out of that. They play the Tigers in a three-game set. Is it out of the possibility to say they sweep? You got and some big points. The White Sox could very well do it now that I'm looking at it. Because then they I play the Guardians Twins, and... who have been terrible as right. of late. They probably take at least two of three. And then they play the Padres. The Padres are tough, but then they play. They end off their season again with the Twins. So I think White it's Sox an important hold. schedule. Do the Mariners definitely hold? I think the Mariners uh, hold. Yeah. yeah, it's. I mean, it's definitely close. I guess they got the Athletics coming up, which is uh, one more game against the Angels. The Athletics, the Royals. The Rangers, the Athletics, the Tigers. <laughs> yeah, they're wow. gonna hold. They're gonna wow. hold. Wow, <laughs> we're talking about the Mets. Yeah. The Mets schedule being easy. 
Um, yeah, I think they're going to hold too. I just wasn't sure what their schedule was. Yeah, real, just real, real, real quick, quick on the, okay. just real quick to finish out the AL, uh, the AL Central. Uh, the Guardians do end their season off with six straight games against the Royals. So, if there is a saving grace, <laughs> if it's close, they might they might hold on just because the Royals are such a terrible team. But we'll see. I think that three game set that really determines it. If the if the White Sox come out and they take two or three or they sweep the Guardians, I think that they might, they have a really good chance of catching them, which I wouldn't have even – if you would have told me two months ago that the White Sox were going to catch the Guardians, I would have told you you're a madman. I want to know whatever you're smoking. But now the fact that they're even in it is pretty uh, – it's pretty ridiculous. It's a testament to how bad that division is. Right. All right, real, real quick, we'll do this and then we'll wrap up. So real quick wild card predictions. Right now the Blue Jays are slated to play the Guardians. Uh, Harry, who do you got in that if that's the series that goes forward? I got the Blue Jays in that series. I agree with Austin. I don't think the Guardians win a series if they get if they get to the playoffs. Austin, you're going Guardians too. I get the. I'm, I'm sorry, taking, you're going Blue Jays. I'm, I'm taking Blue Jays in a sweep. I, you know, I'm actually going to take the Guardians in that series. I don't love Blue. I don't love. The, I don't love Toronto this year. I'm going Guardians, so we'll go with that. Uh, Tampa versus Seattle. <laughs> so <laughs> Tampa versus Seattle, Austin. Tampa versus Seattle. I'm taking Seattle, and I'm taking Seattle in four. Yeah, I'm taking Seattle as well for sure. Not even close. Uh, the Rays mm-hmm. hasn't been what they have been, and Seattle's been really good. Harry, what about now you? if now if Wait, this is going to sound dumb, is this a five game series or a three game series for the wild card? I thought it was three. Oh, the wild card is three. You're correct. And I take them in three. My okay. apologies. And then I will take sweet. And then I'll take uh, and then I will take the Mariners in two or sorry in three. My apologies. Gotcha. So. Yeah, I I take the Mariners as well. I'm not I'm not um guaranteeing a sweep, but it, I think they they got the uh, they got the most moxie. I, I like the Rays. I just not really hot on them this year. No, if they have Glass now at the top and Franco's healthy, I think that they're tough. But right now, I just don't. I don't trust them. Right, Franco's back, but yeah, it's been be waffle. But he's been out a lot of the year. He's not right. Real, yeah, I just Seattle's got a really good team right now. We'll we'll get more to them next week. But the um, NL Padres versus Cardinals. Harry, I already know who you got. But go ahead and tell me. I got the Cardinals in a sweep. <laughs> I got the Cardinals. I wouldn't call it a sweep, but uh, I got the Cardinals as well. So, Austin? Cardinals sweep. Easy. <laughs> and then last but not least, uh, and this one, like I said, still up for grabs, could still very well change, but Braves versus Phillies. Austin? Braves in a sweep. I don't think that there's there's a clear division divisional line to me between the top teams and the bottom teams, and I think that the wild cards are going to – they're gonna be everybody's sweeping. I got the Everybody's Braves. Sweeping. In, I got the Braves in three. Uh, in three. I don't. Uh, I got the I Braves as well. I don't. I don't. I don't know if they sweep. Now, if it's Mets versus Phillies, a little different. But I got. I got Braves for sure. Braves are my team after the Yankees. So mm-hmm. anyway, let's wrap it up. So thank you guys for listening. Uh, if you guys like the show, please comment, leave us a rating, follow the show, subscribe. We're on Apple, Spotify, YouTube. Uh, as far as YouTube goes, we should be getting visual up a little bit later in the year. We're just not there yet. But please follow us, share us around, let people know about us. We appreciate it. You guys got anything else? No, man. Stay on top of baseball this week. It's going to be a wild week, I think. It's going to be hot. It's going to be a hot end of the season. It's a great time to be a sports fan. So, oh yeah, hockey starting up soon. We got football going right now. Shout out to my fantasy football team in Cooper Cup. And uh, (laughs) we'll be back uh, with you guys next week. Bills over the Titans tonight, for sure. But that's all I got. Oh, that's not even a hot take. Uh, <laughs> just don't let josh right. allen and stefan do too good i'm up 70 in my fantasy league right now and i can't have them go off so oh, i need them to put up like 40 each that's hysterical yeah. all right all right thank you guys take Peace care boys